Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I think one of the big misunderstandings about diners, drive-ins and dives is that I eat at burger joints like all the time. Have I ever told you about my vague obsession with Guy Fieri? No, but um, you're talking to the so, right person. So I absolutely love him. And if if uh, <laughs> Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives is ever on, I just need to watch it just to hear him say, now I eat a lot of food. <laughs> this Philly, chili, uh, Philly cheesecake is the best I've ever had. <laughs> um, and so much so that um, I'm a big fan of video games and RPGs in particular. And if there's like a fire-based character in the game that I'm allowed to name myself. They're always called Guy Fieri. So whenever I play a Pokemon game, for instance, whenever I get a fire type Pokemon, that Pokemon is known as Guy Fieri. Nice. And it's just, yeah. Yeah. Love him. Love him. He's the best. He's one of the best people on TV. I think he's one of the best people on earth. I (laughs) I just, I just, I just wonder if like, do you think he's like that all the time? Or do you think that's a vaguely vaguely on show for the audience? So do you think like after the takes over, he's just like, okay, that's another episode done. Or do you think he's like, that was the best episode I've ever been in. <laughs> I think he walks off camera and then his, his hair immediately turns like brown and straight and just falls <laughs> down. But no, I, I think he's the, like the that beard all the time. falls off his face. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a stick on. It's like Velcro, Reve- revealing the jowls of a man who eats too many hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, no, I think he's genuinely like that. There's a really good, like, really long interview with him on um, Vice um, Munchies that came out recently. Have you read that? No, no. I I'll to, put I a need link to, to that this. in the um, the show notes of this episode. It's very, very good. But yeah, he comes across like he's like that all the time. Like the whole time he's just talking about being a citizen of Flavortown and all these kind of <laughs> abstract things. <laughs> yeah. So what we really need to do is to get Guy Fieri in a romantic comedy. Oh my God, yes. Like called The Diner or something. Sensations. Sensations. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Him, so. him and Adam Richmond from Man oh. vs. Food competing in a eating contest to win the heart of a female restaurateur who's running the competition. This shit writes itself. <laughs> but um, Adam Richmond, someone contact Hollywood. <laughs> but, um, Adam Richmond is no longer fat though, I so know, it could he, be he like he's stopped, could be like he's coming out of retirement to stop yes. Guy Fieri from winning this woman's yeah. heart. Yeah, oh my he, God. he 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 once stole Guy Fieri's girlfriend in a similar situation, and then he discarded her as he would do the shit bag, and um, and and then uh, decides a few years later, right, I'm going to come back and I'm going to wreck Guy Fieri's dreams once more. Yeah, this this absolutely has to happen. So we need to we need to make this podcast the biggest podcast ever. We need to get it super famous so that Hollywood are listening. And then they'll be they'll be paying us. Well, that, that's rewards. what happened with um, that uh, movie Tusk, wasn't it? Uh, Kevin Smith made it up as a joke on his podcast, and then he decided he was going to make it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and it's about someone. It's it's based on that. Do you remember that viral uh, story that went around about the person who was looking for a roommate 
and they didn't have to pay rent, but they had to act like a walrus for two hours a day. <laughs> I did not hear about that. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Look, look it up. It's, it's amazing. Let's see then, if I can put that in were, the show notes. They, they were talking about this, and um, and then he uh, and then they were like, "Oh, well, let's make a horror movie out of this." And then, lo and behold, he made a horror movie out of it. And apparently, it's awful, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it reviewed really badly, and no one went to go see it. But that movie exists. Yep. Um, um, all the ideas for this for, for sensations uh, <laughs> I'm not going to let that go um, are just swimming through my head so like Guy Fieri he's like oh Adam Richmond was like the king of he was the man versus food um, I need to get a uh, and Guy Fieri's like oh I need to get an eating coach and lo and behold Vin Diesel <gasps> appears out of nowhere and it's like you know we're not just coach and eater we're family <laughs> So yeah, Vin Diesel has to play like the wise eating guru. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. This this absolutely has to happen. Smash Mouth can play; they can do the soundtrack. They they can, yeah. Yeah, it seems like they're not they're not up to much at the moment. I think I think All Star has to be the song that plays over the end credits. Yeah, yeah. We need to find an appropriately awful song for the opening credits. <laughs> oh, what else? What what else would be great from that era? The Smash Mouth era. Yeah. The, the Shrek, or should we say the Shrek era? <laughs> Shrek Mouth. Don't hate me, Smash Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you can hate me, Smash Mouth. That's okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking, now, now I'm thinking about Linkin Park. That's incredibly unromantic. That might be a bit angsty. Yeah. Um, but maybe a bit of Limp Biscuit somewhere, though. That might fit in quite yeah. well. Bit of rolling or break stuff. Yeah. Nookie. <laughs> I did it all for the cookie. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. There we go. We, you get a, a remake made. Yeah. So rather than rhyming nookie with cookie, you just repeat cookie. Yes, yeah. exactly. So you can take that cookie take, and stick it, it in your stick mouth. Stick it. Stick it in your mouth. Stick <laughs> it in your mouth. <laughs> exactly. We could bring Fred Durst out of retirement. Like I, I don't know what that guy's <laughs> he up could, to right now. He could be the third contestant, couldn't he? Oh, you know, he was something yeah. like thirty-five when Significant Other came out. I, I always feel very bad for Wes Borland. Yeah. He was who had who had a really nice guitar tone and was, you know, pretty talented. He had all this weird, cool stuff going on. And then he was stuck in Limp Biscuit. Yeah. No, was... <laughs> playing songs like Roland. Because their musicality was quite interesting. It was just, yeah, the lyrics and the kind of bravado of Fred Durst just kind of overshadowed everything. Whereas actually, yeah, Wes I think did have some talent. Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard any of their more recent stuff like um, in the last 10 years or so? Not since, uh, what's that song, Douchebag? <laughs> yeah, I was just about to <laughs> talk about Douchebag. Douchebag, gonna fuck you up, fuck you, <laughs> fuck, fuck you, you, fuck you, you up. fuck you up. Oh, and now this episode has to have an explicit tag on iTunes. Oh, I think well, maybe we should beep it out. Yeah, I'll beep myself. Hot dog, I'm gonna eat you up, eat you, eat you, eat you up. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a song that Guy Fieri would listen to. <laughs> So I think maybe we get Limp Bizkit in, yeah, but with the singer of Smash Mouth instead of Fred Durst, because oh. I don't think Fred Durst would allow us to change the songs. That's a, and that's then a super he, group. And then he does all of these songs again, but with lyrics entirely about food and eating competitions. Oh my God. that That is an album that I would listen to <laughs> once. <laughs> is that what they've already got? Chocolate starfish in the hot dog yeah. in the water. <laughs> Uh, um, the the band would be called Smashed Biscuits. Smashed Biscuits, <laughs> like like you buy in the supermarket for cheap. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> 
or off, off the dodgy market, the bag of broken biscuits. Yeah, it's a great yeah, link with a great British tradition. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, Hollywood. <laughs> if you're listening. Yeah. Open have... your wallets. <laughs> yes. We have a treatment to sell you. Yeah. Now, this is our challenge over the lifetime of the podcast, is to get all of those people on board. I think if we if we can get Guy Fieri on board, the rest will all fall into place, but we I, might have I, to work on the others first. Yeah, I, I think Guy Fieri, if he's keen, just the sheer enthusiasm for the whole project will will make up for all of it. Yeah, he'll carry it. Everyone will be swept up yeah. in his wave of frosted-tipped enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> I like the bass, 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 bass. I like the buttery biscuit bass. Do you reckon, right, Guy Fieri and Paul Hollywood came out of the same cloning facility. Oh my god, I never thought about that. He's like the sort of stonewashed version of yeah, Guy Fieri. Yeah, he's the, he's the he's the British it, Paul Hollywood is like the sleazy uncle and Guy Fieri is the fun uncle. Yeah. When you go to a family reunion. Yeah, so yeah, Guy Fieri's the one who like take you to the ball pits and take you to the zoo and like buy you the experience of being a keeper for the day. And then he'll, he'll let you choose whatever you want in the restaurant and like fill up at the pizza hut ice cream Sunday thing, you know, where you put all the sweets on, he'll be like, yeah, pile on the smarties. Whereas yeah, Paul Hollywood will just like ask you if you've got a girlfriend yet when you're 12 or (laughs) (laughs) that kind of thing, which means that we need to fit him into sensations somewhere. I feel like he's a sort of he's like a mecha he's like mecha guy Fieri he's like like Metal Sonic <laughs> Metal Metal Guy Fieri yeah. um, I, or like he, he's like I the think... demon version that Guy Fieri has to confront and defeat before he can yeah g- progress in the competition he's like a sort of mini boss I think we go down the route that they're actually brothers yeah and and Paul Hollywood is the slick one who got a professional cooking contract. And Guy Fieri's the one who always wanted it, but he played too fast and loose and wanted to do things his own way. He was reckless. He, Yeah, he, you know, there was that terrible incident back in 97 with the soufflés. Oh, we yeah. don't talk about the soufflé incident. <laughs> That's only told in flashbacks <laughs> until the final round of the eating competition where they have to eat soufflés and then oh. he has to confront his demons. He has to overcome his fear. Damn. Like I, like I said last time, this shit writes itself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, we'll get poor Hollywood on board. Get Vin Diesel. Get Cal. Yeah, this is this is taking quite this is taking quite good shape. It's yeah, it's getting there. It's getting there. Yeah, it's definitely getting there. So I think I think we need Greg Wallace though. Oh man, Greg Wallace, <laughs> former greengrocer Greg Wallace. Uh, but I don't know where we'd fit him in, though. I think that's something we need to think about. I um, feel like he'd just be episode. some kind of comedy bit part, wouldn't he? He wouldn't be. Yeah. I don't feel like a, a main a main character. I mean, he's he's too he's too busy anyway, so he's not going to have the time. But yeah, he'll be some kind of comedy shop owner or or something that we can throw in for a couple of cheap laughs. I'd, I'd love him to be the DJ <laughs> at the end, playing buttery biscuit bass. Oh, you mean, you mean like you like how in Rat Race they at the end they go, "Oh my God, it's Smash Mouth!" They go, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, after Smashed Biscuits have done their performance, um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. yeah, DJ Greg Wallace playing over the credits, <laughs> just going, 
What a bass, 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 bass. I want a battery biscuit bass. <laughs> oh, I'm, I thought that was going to be about vegetables, and I'm glad that it wasn't. <laughs> have, you, have you not heard battery biscuit bass before? I'm sure I have, yeah. But no, I thought I think it was going to be appropriate to, the... to Greg Wallace oh, right. and his, yes. his career as a greengrocer. <laughs> Is that a profession that even still exists? Greengrocers? Yeah. Um, it sounds like a, just yeah. a sort of very specific running a shop that sells a very limited range of food products that is too limited really to be of that much use. No, we down in the sticks here, we do get greengrocers. Yeah. Um, it's often sort of like uh, stalls that set up rather than inside an actual shop. They'll have like stalls inside like a, like a, like a shopping centre, that kind of thing. Oh, okay. So, like, instead of the um, the irritating people who try and sell you Sky Broadband, you got a little greengrocer in there. Have a fucking carrot. <laughs> <That's>, Take a <laughs> carrot. That sounds that sounds good. Yeah. Oh, does it have to be like a, a <laughs> carrot subscription? They're all on subscription models now. The greengrocers. Yeah, for that for, for the first twelve months, you get fifteen carrots a month. Yeah. For for only five pound. But oh. after that, they bump up the price. <laughs> yeah, and should... they take away the they take away the carrot Wi-Fi. <laughs> carrot Wi-Fi is yeah. Well, it's, it's carrot and stick, isn't it? <laughs> we exactly. should, um... <laughs> literal. Yeah, that that's what happens after twenty four months are up. Is they send you carrots, but they also throw sticks at you whenever you leave the house. <laughs> yeah, Greg Wallace comes around to your house and hits you with a stick. <laughs> That's why he can't do too much filming because he's too busy hitting people with sticks. Yeah, yeah, he's got all of these contracts to fulfil. <laughs> yeah, all the stick contracts. <laughs> we should get um, a greengrocer to sponsor this podcast. Yes, I like it. Because I've been thinking about sponsorship. This is always the question when you have a, a, a massively successful podcast is who do you get to sponsor you? Because, you know, I don't just want to be sponsored by Squarespace like every other podcast. I think we need to find, like, a really good, cool and romantic sponsor. I think we need to get in touch with Food Network and get Guy Fieri actually on board as our sponsor. Yeah. I think Given that we spend a good 15% of our time talking about Guy Fieri anyway. This is true. I'm not going to do the maths on that right now, but I think it's definitely at least 15%. And, and it would cement the deal for sensations to happen. Yeah, as if we were true. offering something in return. Well, I mean, once once that really takes off, we're gonna we're gonna get the Hollywood sponsors. You know, we're gonna we're gonna be big. We're gonna be um, all over the Instagram influencers. You know, we're gonna do our own fire festival, except it's gonna be Fieri Festival. <laughs> <laughs> Smash biscuits will headline. <laughs> DJ Greg Wallace will close the second <laughs> night. Well, no, he'll do the silent disco all night. Yeah, Silent Disco of Greg Wallace. Yeah. God, I don't know if this is an even better idea than Sensations. Yeah, whether we should be we should be working on that first. Yeah. We could sort of tie uh, it in. Maybe there could be a part of the film that is shot there. Yeah, I mean, it could be a big... It could be live music and eating competitions festival. Oh, yeah, exactly. Again, plus, plus DJ Greg Wallace. <laughs> DJ Greg Wallace, yeah. He strikes me as, even though he has MasterChef pedigree, he strikes me as a man who'd lose a competitive eating contest and be very unhappy about it. Yeah, yeah, I think he'd be, he'd be livid. Yeah. 
So, well, this podcast is sponsored by the forthcoming Fieri Festival. You heard it here first, Instagram influencers. Get in touch with us go, and we'll go. give you all our money. <laughs> <laughs> give us give us some money and we'll make a decent festival. Yeah. Give us your money instead of us giving you our money. That's that's how it works, usually. Sponsor this podcast. Yes. Come, come, come sponsor the podcast. It will definitely be worth your while. Now, I don't know about you, but great coffee has always been really important to me. <laughs> this could be quite a good um, subplot for Sensations, a kind of men's oh, rights really? activist yeah, yeah. subplot with a cute dog who refuses, they, they like they refuse the, to be saved. <laughs> they, they like that the final is between two men. Yeah. And they're all like, yeah, women can't get into eating competitions, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Women can't eat. It's um, just they that could, they their, their bodies like... are just different. You know, it's biology. You can't argue with that. It's Yeah. You know, w- women can't eat hot dogs. It's not <laughs> It's not physically possible. It's been proven in loads of studies by hack scientists. Um, and they could basically be the um, the the equivalent of the Nazis in Blues Brothers for oh, sensations. Is yeah. We could have MRAs. That's that's a really good idea. Yeah, give it if yeah. your film is kind of potentially feeling a little bit limp, you what you need to do is stick a kind of big Nazi or right-wing villain plot over the top of it. Like they did in <laughs> Blues Brothers cuz Blues Brothers should have could have done without the Nazis, but they really added this kind of hilarious sort of cult yeah, thriller it, thing that I really love actually. It's they really they literally did nothing for the plot at all. The the only reason they were there is because they, they just went I hate Nazis and drove and knocked them all off the the bridge uh, in one scene. And then they just decided to follow the Blues Brothers and they literally added nothing whatsoever to the plot of the film. So yeah, in sensations, we should have like um, a bus full of MRAs um, on its way to the eating competition that then like gets struck and falls off a bridge into the sea and they all die. (laughs) Um, and it should all be played completely straight. Like all of a sudden it turns into like a disaster movie and then cuts straight back to just a comedy and it's oh. never mentioned again. Yeah. So you get like 10 whole minutes of like disaster porn and then just you're back, you're back <laughs> yeah. in the tent with Guy Fieri. And then, and then yeah. And then back to um, Smashed Biscuits just playing a song. <laughs> yeah. Sold. Now, what are you going to get? You're going to get big, bold taste. And some funky flavors. Yeah, that's the most important thing. I didn't want to kind of push that too much. But yeah, that, that's obviously ultimately what this podcast is really about, is our, our <laughs> film vehicle and getting people on board, building up the ensemble cast, making sure that all of the small characters in Sensations are as as well-rounded as Terry Crews' character in Bridesmaids, for example. Who could Terry Crews be in Sensations? Oh, man. I feel like he'd be an angry, angry chef, angry prep cook. Angry chef. Get yeah, out of I my like kitchen that. kind of guy. Yeah, maybe one of the contestants in the, or maybe a contestant in the early rounds of the eating competition who eats too much and faints. Or oh, they they blame their loss on the fact that the food is not good enough quality. Oh, and then Terry Crews comes out as the chef, and, and he he's the guy who made the food. And there's there is a scene, an altercation. Yes, exactly. Yep. There we go. Okay, we've got Terry Crews into Cruise, the movie now. Angry got chef. him locked in as Angry Chef. Yep. Angry Chef number one. We could we could have Angry Chef number two and number t- number three as well. But, but they yeah. should all be played by Terry Crews <laughs> wearing a different kind of fake mustache. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they'll, they'll do the thing where it'll be expensive, but it'd be worth doing to have all three of them standing there at once in the one yes. shot. Yeah. Yeah. Terry Crews CGI. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> 
The cool crush ice killer. Rock the mic like the thriller in Manila. So the sensations update is we need some kind of strong family tie in sensations. Okay. So we to make it like the Godfather to get the to get the men on board. Yeah, exactly. We need that kind of tie to it. It it, it needs that sort of like strong patriarchal figure. And I've noticed that one of the greats of acting, James Brolin, who's a phenomenal actor Mm -hmm. in his heyday, he now looks like he could be Guy Fieri's dad. Okay, I'm going to go and look at a picture. Have a look at it. Have a look at him. He looks like he could be Guy Fieri's father. Is he related to Josh Brolin? He is. He's Josh Josh Brolin's dad. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. He looks. He his facial structure is not is yeah is just, is quite similar to Guy Fieri. It yeah. is. It, it's Guy Fieri Senior, yeah. isn't it? He also looks a bit like Liev Schreiber. Yes. Yeah. He could be. Do you reckon this could be the family? Yeah, yeah. we've got to get Schreiber in there. I think he's, he's quite an underappreciated actor, as it he is. He is. He's very underappreciated. He, he, he is great in everything. He's got that fantastic way yeah. about him. Um, so I think there could be some kind of thing going on here. Maybe Guy Fieri doesn't feel like his family thinks he's worthy because he went down this food-related life or this food-related career. Right. Um, and maybe, you know, they, he was supposed to have a more blue-collar life working in the hot dog mines and it said he's eating the hot dogs <laughs> the hot dog mines um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah okay so yeah that, so um, James Brolin is the number one hot dog miner he is he's the king of the hot dog mine cool Leave Schreiber is is the second in command of the hot dog mine so he's the good son um, who inherited but, took over the family business like he was supposed to do yeah, yeah, and and like they've not talked in twenty years. He he left when he was when he was a young man to go off and fulfil his life as the best hot dog eater in the world. Um, and but then in the final thing, they in the, in the final round of the competition, they both turn up, and and Guy Fieri's like, I thought you didn't love me. I thought that you didn't respect me. That. You thought I ate the hot dogs too much instead of instead of mining them like a good son. <laughs> and James Brolin's like, you lived your dream. All of us down there dreamed of eating the hot dogs instead of mining them. And you just took that step. <laughs> Didn't want to hold you back, son. <laughs> Doggy hug. Oh, so and yeah, then that so gives he him the power the... to go on. Oh, yeah, so he finally gets the dad being proud of him moment. And that's yeah, it. yeah, exactly. That's a sensation. It's that. That's sensational. That is. That is. That is really good. Uh, also, um, while, while I was looking at the pictures of James Brolin, I was looking again at pictures of Guy Fieri, and there's one of him. There's. Uh, it's photoshopped of him, like without the frosted tips, with just like straight hair. Um, look that up if you can. And he's got like um, he's got like a blue shirt on, and he looks a lot like um, Charles Grodin. <laughs> If, if Charles Grodin was, you know, young and a little bit more portly than he is slash was. So I'm going to say that I also really want to get Charles Grodin in there because it's linked to Beethoven, which is one of my favorite films ever. And I just think that he is also a kind of genius actor who's really underappreciated and probably not doing much right now. So, yeah, if we could get him as, in as an uncle, maybe there's something more we could yeah, do with that kind yeah. of family dynamic. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. 
I have to think about Charles Grodin's role in the hot dog mine. <laughs> he's the he's the chief administrator of the hot dog mine. Yeah, the CFO. No, nothing goes through those gates without his say so. So when Guy Fieri ran away from the hot dog mine, he saw that Guy Fieri was in one of the hot dog carts, but he was like, "You go live your dream, son." Oh, he let, let him go through. He let him go because he knew he, yeah. he knew that he had to he had to fulfill his dream. And him and the dad, like he, yeah, we could have a scene between Charles Grodin and James Brolin, two similar sounding white guy names. <laughs> we never <laughs> see, we never seen between them where Charles Grodin reveals to him that um, he did that all those years ago and never told him. And then at first, James Brolin's like, "I'm really mad at you, but if that hadn't happened, then that would have that wouldn't have happened. So it's okay." Yep. That's yeah, that's great. So we get a yeah, little bit of I think brotherly is... love in there as well from two older men, which I think is a thing that isn't explored on film as well. Actually, brotherly love between men over sixty. Yeah, I think I think this is all coming together to be not just a throwaway joke, but actually a deeply impactful film. Yeah, and if you're listening, Guy Fieri, we need to make this movie. Yeah, we absolutely need to make this happen. So please get in touch as soon as you can send a message on a hot dog and we'll pick it up <laughs> release it from your hot dog minds that you now run <laughs> yeah diners dugouts drives and hot dog minds <laughs> <laughs> the less appreciated spin-off i just realized i said dugouts there which is <laughs> dugouts. a base the thing where the baseball players sit that's not on one but of you can get a hot dog at a you can get a hot dog at a baseball game there you can you can probably get a so good maybe, very overpriced hot dog at a baseball game yeah so maybe this is part of it you know this is this is part of the spin-off it's all hot dog related yeah no now i definitely want to work in some baseball into sensations mainly so i can try and just meet some of my favorite baseball players because it's my favorite sport so yeah, we'll think we'll think about that for next time, or maybe the hot dog mines sponsor a baseball team, and there's like some kind of baseball montage. Yeah, yeah, or or even at the beginning, it's showing the pathway of all of before it's really just explained his his history. It's it's showing the hot dogs coming out of the mine and then being sent off to their different locations. So you've got them going to like going to diners, going to um, drive-ins. Going to drive-ins, going to dives, <laughs> and going to going to <laughs> stadiums, and then the final part of it is after it's been to all the stadiums and you've seen all of the baseball matches and everything like that, it goes to this hot dog eating contest, and that's where we get introduced to Guy Fieri. That sounds like an amazing title sequence. And then the yeah, then the full title sequence comes in. Perfect. Right there. Okay. Yeah. This is getting mapped out very much. This is getting mapped out. I think I might actually have to make like a bonus episode with just all the sensations bits, mainly just so I can keep track of it. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to, we don't want to mess up and make it overcomplicated. We don't want to, don't want to turn this into a Ridley Scott's Prometheus all of a sudden. (laughs) Yeah. Or Pacific hot dog rim. (laughs) (laughs) Flavor town. Flavor town. And then that ends up with the scene in the bar with the fight, which is quite a well done scene as well, I think, where the like kind of jock man tries to muscle in and buy her a drink and he's so aggressive and insulting um that Tom punches him and honestly I feel like I'm a very not I'm not an aggressive person, but I would have done the same thing. Cause it's just like it's so yeah, so insulting and so out of nowhere that you're like, Yeah, 
you punched that guy. Well done. Yeah, he, he is a super jerk, that fella. Yeah. Um, like, like one of my most hated people in cinema, I'd say, just in terms of annoyance per second of screen time. <laughs> we should get that guy in Sensations. <laughs> yes. Just as a kind of throwaway baddie. Yeah, f- throwaway bad guy just for a brief scene. Yeah, he could be like the CEO of the the, the evil tobacco company that sponsors the, the event or something like that. And then he, yeah. he falls down a hot dog sh- mine shaft and dies or something. He's, he's trying to create some kind of tobacco hot dog hybrid. <laughs> so you get addicted to, to hot dogs. <laughs> a hot dog you can vape. When? <laughs> vape dog. <laughs> vape dogs. You heard it here first. Yeah, I think, you know, we need to go on Dragon's Den with this stuff. Yeah. Um, but then in the lab, when they're building this, this vape dog, um, it um, becomes sentient and kills him. <laughs> like like a scene out of out of one of the alien movies. Yeah. It bursts out of the bun like <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, with that noise. Um and uh, and yeah, and then I think Sensations is is slowly morphing into a every genre within a single film. Yeah. So we had disaster movie, we've got romance, we've now got sci-fi horror yeah. elements. We've got father father son family drama. Oh yeah. I think what we need next is Buddy Cop. Oh, Buddy Cop. Yeah, I can I can dig that. Yeah. I know we mentioned Terry Crews as the angry chef, but he'd be great in a Buddy Cop situation. Yep. Terry Crews would be an amazing Buddy Cop. A Buddy Cop with himself? <laughs> so he's like, he has to shoot the scenes. Yeah. Like, it's like it, Terry Crews twins. Yes, yeah. So we can actually incorporate him as the dual chefs like we did before. But 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 their dual chefs were also private eyes together. Ah, that's and good. so we've got, we've got a whole um, whole sort of buddy cop situation going on. Yeah, and they're investigating the um, the competition for fraud embezzlement. Someone's going to run off and take all the money at some point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think this is a this is this is coming together nicely with this idea. Yeah, and cruise kind and cruise like, will give chase. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're mixing together the nice guys with the Food Network. Yeah. <laughs> somebody, somebody, somebody. Do we have a sensations update? Have you have you done anything, or have you just since you made the artwork? Are you just resting on your laurels? So yeah, I've um, I haven't given much thought to sensations since. Um, by the time this episode comes out. The, the poster for Sensations should be with you, dear listeners. And I think it's going to blow your mind when you see it. Um, I, yeah, I think it's the best thing I've ever used with Photoshop. I've ever, I've, it's the best thing I've ever done by using my Photoshop skills. I think it's just the best thing you've ever done, period. Um, and yeah, I think it's really going to help push the point that Sensations is a movie that needs to happen. Um, the one thing I have been thinking about is um, whether we would be able to follow up sensations with any sequels or prequels. Um, so whether we could have like junior sensations where we get kids to play all of the minor roles and have it as like a little kiddie movie. Guy, Guy Fieri's got a young son. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Um, and it's all about sort of like, the 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 growth of the love of eating competitions in the youth and stuff like that or maybe sort of like saving 
eating competitions from the dangers of people being too busy playing like virtual hot dog eater on their PlayStation VR. And like we've got a we could do like a la la land with it where it's like instead of we've got to save jazz from the babies, it'll be we've we've got to save hot dog eating from the goddamn video game corporations because <laughs> they just want to push a hot dog you can vape yeah exactly they, they're pushing the vape dogs you see um and so like yeah you could have you could almost do it kind of like la la land where um you've got adam richmond and guy fieri dancing looking over the the, the views of la both wearing jazz shoes yep trying to find their prius <laughs> or trying to find their hot dog shaped car <laughs> jazz shoes and a hot dog shaped car and frosted tips it's all you need really but yeah i was thinking that a musical adaptation would be good yeah i think it could work quite well is we have the the original version of it which um really with smashed biscuits with obviously. smashed biscuits of course yeah and then after that we can sort of push it out and we could almost do we could almost do what they did with the producers so we have the original movie smash hit with smashed biscuits then we have the stage show of sensations and then off the back of the stage show we then adapt the stage show into another movie down the line yep perfect so it all it all comes full circle like a burger yeah much like a burger <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was the first circular guy fieri food that i could think of <laughs> it was either that or a donut and I think burgers more. Yeah. Sometimes you can get like a burger donut or like a burger and they use donut, Krispy Kreme donuts as the bun. I've never tried it, but I've seen pictures. Yeah, I've seen that as well. It's one of those things where I don't know whether I could ever try it, but I kind of want to. I'd try it if it was in front of me, but I feel like it'd be too humiliating to go out of your way to try and make it happen yourself. Like if you're in a restaurant and it's on the menu, you'd be like, okay, fine. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not going to go to my, like to tesco tomorrow buy a burger and two donuts <laughs> no no i don't think i could do that um it would that would be a step too far cool well on that note keep an eye out for junior sensations yes yeah junior sensations coming soon so sensations talk the only thought that i had on this was that maybe the eating contest needs some mascots so maybe we could find out what Woodchuck, T- Woodchuck Todd is up to, and just um, and see if he if he'd be up for being in Sensations and being a mascot again as some kind of giant hot dog. You know, we we'll give him we we'll give him a backstory and that kind of thing. What do you th- what do you think? Yeah, I'd be keen for that. He was in um, Gossip Girl, wasn't he? Oh, really? Um, I don't think I recognised him either. Yeah, but I never watched Gossip Girl. He he was too too often he was dressed as a woodchuck to to be noticed. <laughs> Yeah, himself well. That's his thing. He just appears in everything as a woodchuck. There's a guy called Penn Badgley, which I think is a fantastic name, by the way. That On is his an name alone, name. he deserves to be in, in Sensation. Possibly as a character called Penn Badgley. He can play himself. Yes. Yeah, he could. Uh, he could. He could play himself in Penn Badgley. Yeah, we need some. We need some cameos, actually, don't we? In Sensations. We could probably get a lot of like chef type people in on the basis that they play themselves if they can't act, like I don't know Gordon Ramsay or Anthony Bourdain or people like that. Ramsay would do it for yeah, free. Yeah, I'd, I'd be keen to have Gordon Ramsay. We just don't tell him it's a movie and just get him to turn up and shout at people. <laughs> yeah, 
that would be a good kind of Christopher Guest improvisational thing, wouldn't it? Where we tell him it's a real competition <laughs> yeah. and get him to show up and just yell at people. I think, it, yeah, that that has to happen. Um, the, the one thing I was thinking was, after watching Easy A, was there has to be a place in, in Sensations for Malcolm McDowell as well. Hmm, Yeah. As the, as some some just kind some, of angry principle, some, yeah, yeah, or, or or just a complete wild card. He's always great at playing the wild card weirdo. Yeah, could um, he be some kind of judge? Or we, yeah, we've covered a yeah. lot of our bases already, but we we haven't completed the whole judging panel, have we? No, he could be like the um, the referee. So if anyone's doing any illegal activities through their eating competition. So if they're only eating like two thirds of the hot dog, like not eating all the bun, yeah, excessive mustard use, that kind of thing. <laughs> excessive mustard use, yeah, or using the wrong kind of mustard, English instead of American, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and there'd have to be some kind of some kind of incident where he calls someone yeah. out, and yeah, everyone's a bit scared of him, but he's good really because he's fair, because he's a really fair guy. Yeah, if you stick to the rules, then Michael McDowell will not come after you. It's only if you step over those bounds where he will come down on you hard. Yeah, so when we release the DVD, we could have, have like to... a, a variant cover with Malcolm McDowell on it, looking angry. Yes, yeah, definitely. He'd have to be dressed in like a referee's uniform as well. <laughs> Black and white like stripes. Shorts that are slightly too short. <laughs> and and like socks pulled all the way up to the knees. Yeah. So he's like a he's like an English football referee, but in a, an, a, an American eating contest for no particular reason other yeah. than that. Yeah, for British. no reason apart from the fact that we need Malcolm McDowell in this film. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get him in. I reckon him and Guy Fieri would get on. Yeah, they definitely. You know, they they'd be hanging out between takes. Definitely. Yeah. And I reckon him and Charles Grodin would as well. I can imagine them sitting in chair, sitting like kicking back in chairs, having a drink and some scotch. Talking about old old talk shows. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I could imagine that as well. Yeah, so we've got our referee. Yeah, maybe we we need some inspiration for the judging the judging panel. We need to make them all. I mean, yeah, the the supporting cast. Every time we watch a film, we find someone who's good, like Malcolm McDowell. We have to get them into the supporting cast somewhere until we have just the biggest and most expensive but best supporting cast of all time. And then Guy Fieri has to, you know, take out a lot of second mortgages on houses in Flavortown to afford to finance this. But I know that he will. <laughs> I know that he'll come through. I, I, I think we'll find we'll find many backers. I think if we put this on Kickstarter, this is we have millions within hours. I yeah. think there will be lots of people on board. We should set up our own crowdfunding site like Indiegogo, but called Indie Guy Guy, and it's got a little Guy Fieri picture in the top right. <laughs> Yes. We could have literal stretch goals. So the more money that is paid above the toll, the bigger the hot dog gets. So there's got to be some kind of giant hot dog scene. And the more money that people give, the longer the hot dog will be and the harder it will be to eat it. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally on board with this. Hot dog stretch goals. So, yeah, we've done the poster. Um, <laughs> it shows that you've done the poster. I think it's, it's absolutely your finest work to date. I like to think so, yeah. I think I did a good job with that. Yeah. So yeah, next step we'll start working on the on the crowdfunding campaign. We'll 
countdown countdown to the launch we'll let you know when the launch is going to be probably later this year Now that we've got Garfield Go, I think we need Heathcliff Go. Do you remember Heathcliff the cat? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, it seems like the engine of that game is quite easy to use as a skin because they took it from, what's that game, Ingress. They took it from that and basically just sort of threw Pokemon on top of it. So actually, it seems like if you can use that skin for lots of other things, we could make a Sensations Go. Sensations Go. Catch various different kinds of hot dogs. 150 different kinds of hot dogs. Virtual reality hot dogs um, everywhere. Yes. (laughs) I think think this this is a winner right here. Or that when when you turn the camera onto any person, it gives them like Guy Fieri-style frosted tips and sunglasses and turns them into a very positive person. (laughs) We'd be creating AHR, augmented hot dog reality. (laughs) Not AFR, augmented Fieri reality. <laughs> it's just Guy Fieri coming at you all the time. You'd need to wear the, the you'd get that the, the, they call the Google cardboard, something like that, and just wear that headset all the time <laughs> to see the world as as Guy Fieri's. That'd be a nice world. I, I would love I would love to both see the world full of Guy Fieri's and see the world as Guy Fieri sees it. Yeah, either way, I think that would be amazing. Where everything just looks good to you, like every and like. It could affect. It could be like wired into your brain as well. So when you're going to say something that you think you're going to praise something, you're going to say something that's good, rather than just being like, "Oh, that's good," or some kind of such boring British phase. You're like, "That's money." <laughs> yes, which is I one d- of his favourite phrases. I, I I demand that this happens. Cool. So we're going to get onto Google about that, and I think they'll definitely listen to us. Yeah, I think so. You know, I think I think they they're going to enjoy our feedback about how rubbish they are. And then if we follow it up with with the idea for Sensations Go or Fieri Go or Guy Go. Guy Go. <laughs> hey, isn't that a Swedish dance, DJ? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, um, we'll sell it to Google on the basis that they have a brand perception as being the UK of tech, but this is how they can become the America of tech. Yes. <laughs> Make Google great again. <laughs> and that's great spelt G-R-A-T-E like cheese. Yes. Oh, so we've kicked we've kicked off with our sensations chat before we've even mentioned the main film that we're going to talk about. That's good. So I might as well, while we're on the subject, get to some follow up. Um, friend of the podcast, Adam Molesky, tweeted us a link to tell us that hot dog vape is real. Hi, I'm Guy Fieri, and we're rolling out. Um, on a similar note to that, I saw today that um, Daniel Day Lewis announced his retirement from acting. Um, but it reminded me of a thing a couple of weeks ago in, in Viz that my dad sent me. Um, it was one of those fake headlines, and the headline is um, Daniel Day-Lewis to play Fenton Dogman. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just like, if you're going to make that joke, somehow Daniel Day-Lewis is just the perfect actor for that joke. Because he'd get really into it and do the method acting and stuff and start off chasing small dogs and work his way up to a Bernese mountain dog and... I think, yeah, that would be great. I I want, you know, if we can get him back acting at some point, I think we need to get him into there. But I'm I'm, I'm very sad to hear about his retirement from acting because he was one of those actors where, like, you would go and see a movie just to see how 
ridiculously good and ridiculously mad he was going to be in that role yeah um, absolutely so there there will be blood for instance is a phenomenal film and it's entirely down to his performance in it um and then you've also got gangs of new york where he is absolutely terrifying and like you've got a few a few members of the supporting cast that don't really pull their weight and he just brings it all together so triumphantly on his own yeah how much do you think we would have to pay him um, to get him into sensations for him to just say the line I drink your milkshake and then walk off like there's a milkshake stand at one of the um, one of the contests there's, maybe there's a milkshake round of the food creating contest and he's the judge but that's his only line and then he just walks off cool billion do you reckon yeah I maybe I think I think he's the kind of actor who'd be more impressed with the status of the project and like it's something where maybe maybe to get Daniel Day-Lewis in your film at all, you have to do some kind of blood ritual. You, you, it's it's the, the filmmaking equivalent of saying Bloody Mary three times in a mirror. You have to get out. You have to get some ancient, pre-monotheistic, religious writings, sacrifice a goat at midnight, and... Um, and say the dark words that curse your soul, but bring you Daniel Day-Lewis. And he comes walking naked out of the woods um, and then says, you've summoned me. <laughs> How may I excite you? <laughs> the, the one thing I do want, though, is if we get him into sensations, I want him to say the line, I drink your milkshake. But you know how he does that miming action? in um, There Will Be Blood. Um, I want him to actually have a really, really long curly straw into a milkshake and then for him to be drinking it but doing the kind of fake fake miming of of drinking at the same time yeah one of those like really ridiculous big ones that you get at disneyland yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah and then maybe we'll get some money from disney who knows the an- the animated spin-off yeah yeah we'll get some get some of that disney money and then you know they can incorporate sensations into either the marvel cinematic universe or into the Star Wars universe. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, they haven't announced what the last kind of spin-off film is going to be, have they? Because so, we've had Rogue One, there's going to be Han Solo. What's going to be the last one? Sensations. Yeah, sens- <laughs> Sensations. It'll just slot right in. Sensations, a Star Wars story. <laughs> Nothing to do with Star Wars throughout the entire thing. Just using the Star Wars brand, and occasionally the music. Yeah. It's like so suddenly in like one of the one of the cooking scenes, suddenly Chewbacca's just there in the kitchen, <laughs> just wearing a giant hairnet over his entire body. Harrison Ford walks in. They they walk into um, Harrison Ford's a judge at one point. He walks in. He's got his blaster on. He's in his full kit. He's the judge. He um, Guy Fieri goes to him. I love you. He goes. I know. And then he walks off. He 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 tastes a bowl of chili. And then he kicks it over and says, boring chili anyway. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, obviously we get the, we get the, so we get to, if we get to use the Star Wars universe, we get to use the opening crawl and we'd have to write some copy for the text opening of sensations. We get to use the music. But yeah, every single time there's a scene where they're in a bar or restaurant, it has to be the da, 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 <laughs> until it gets yes. really, really tedious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and wait, no, 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 it has to be that, but played by Smash Biscuits, so it's like a new metal version of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's got a kind of new metal, vaguely scar 
rhythm to it. So you've got that really horrible distorted tone, but like the scar rhythms in the background. Yeah. Like, um, what's that band? Sonic Boom 6. Yes, yeah, Sonic Boom 6. I'm, f- I'm fully on board with this. So yeah, let us into the Star Wars universe, please, Disney. <laughs> yeah, come on, Disney. Yeah, what are you, what are you waiting for? You know, we, they could just get us in, because the directors of the Han Solo movie have just walked away from the project, haven't they? So um, It did occur to me that I think we'd be good for that. They've got two visionary directors right here. Um, Disney's been doing a great job of picking up very acclaimed young directors um, and then putting them into a major project and getting very good returns on it. Mm. Um, So surely, you know, you've got, you could do one step further and get two people who have never directed anything, but who are directorial visionaries and just get them to create the Star Wars movie. Of course. And I mean, we are critically acclaimed. We can, we can recast Han Solo and get him played by Guy Fieri and the radical notion of changing his character name to Guy Fieri. Yeah, we we are we're critically acclaimed in that we our average review on iTunes is five stars. So there it is. I mean, I think we've just we've had like one review, but well, you know what? You there we go. Disney's going to get a one. They're going to get a one hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes score out of us. And let's face it, it's Star Wars. You could show someone farting into a microphone for two hours, and it would get enough money to pay for a major mansion somewhere definitely as long as the as long as the someone farting had the the epic opening music the opening crawl and switch to in the middle you're fine (laughs) yeah that'll be all right maybe throwing a lightsaber somewhere yeah a fart saber a fart saber and a vape dog i think we've proved a vape, a vape dog, yeah, because they kind of look like little mini lightsaber things anyway, don't they? The little vape pipes. Yeah, yeah. There was a guy, um, we played softball last night and we lost by one run. There was a guy on the opposing team who is a team that we don't like very much. Um, this guy is okay, but he was like, he was like, it was his turn to bat and he was just like on the other side of the field just having a vape. We were just like, come on, man, get on with it. That, that's, you know, that's unprofessional. Yeah. It's the, it's the vaping, man. It makes it makes fools of us all. Unless it's hot dog flavoured vape, it should be banned. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, hot dog vape should be the only vape. I'm, I'm pretty disappointed that that wasn't in the Queen's speech, to be honest. Yeah, I know. You know, they had all that stuff about internet surveillance and, you know, people are talking about Donald Trump not being mentioned, but where was the hot dog vape? You know, that would be a way to stop people from smoking as well, is if cigarettes were hot dog flavoured. Mm. Yeah. If you just made cigarettes taste awful for the context of a cigarette. This is true because I feel like a hot dog vape is probably probably tastes all right because you're more used to it being flavored. But if you go to if you go to honk on a cigarette and it's yeah, it just tastes like old frankfurter. <laughs> That's not going to fly. Yeah, or like um moldy fruit flavor cigarettes sponsored by the moldy peaches. <laughs> Who are a band that no longer exist. Unfortunately. This is what it's like when the big weenie starts to have a meltdown. Represent, Robert. How to do it. Um, One thing that I've been thinking of is... um, Because this was a very big deal when it came out. Yeah, it was. Um, And 
since it was such a big deal, do you think that there could have been a a parody pornography made of the bridges of Madison County? That's that has to um, exist. I'm not going to go and search for it now. I'm thinking the the bridges of Shagerson County, maybe. <laughs> Shagerson um, County. Uh, surely the bridges of Madison County. <laughs> Uh, you know, I wasn't going to go down the route that blue, Paddy, but you, That's very you have rude. Done. Sorry. Um, That's vulgar. My name is is uh, Bobby King Laid. Um, I'm a photographer for National Pornographic, hey, and I'd like to like to have that. a look at your at your covered bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, this this stuff like it just writes itself. You know. Do you think there's a market for? porn parodies of movies over a decade old definitely because if so i think we're on to a winner here yeah definitely this could be quite a nice little side business and while we're getting sensations off the ground you know it's it's a lot cheaper to make i think than anything that involves guy fieri because his his fees are astronomical yeah you know i mean we could see if he wants to get involved he could be he could be he could be bobby kinlaid (laughs) he'd make a very convincing photographer i'm sure I know loads of photographers who've got frosted tips. <laughs> now, I'm not saying this is the best covered bridge I've ever seen, but this is the best covered bridge I've ever seen. Uh, you know how his, um, he likes to say, that's money, when he eats a good burger. He At the end of it, he'd say, that's the money shot. <laughs> <laughs> this has gone down an incredibly lewd route. Which I did not expect yeah. of a movie yeah. such as The Bridges of Madison County. No, this is very, it's very, very vulgar. Very vulgar. <laughs> um, yeah, so that definitely exists. I'm not going to go and search for it now because my, my computer has crashed trying to find all the Flat Earth podcasts that I was looking at before. So it's still stuck on a Flat Earth loop. But maybe, yeah, if anyone is aware of <laughs> any pornographic parodies, let us know. Yeah, you know, I think I think... That's another route that we can take in this podcast is, you know, we've got sensations. Do you think sensations would ever be popular enough that it would then have a porn parody made of it? I hope so, because that's how you know, that's when you know you've made it, right? I I think it, given that it's kind of like a a male rivalry centric film, it would work really well as as a gay porn parody, actually. Yep, yep. So yeah, come on guys. You know, we're we're gonna create something, so you should create something for us off the back of it. Yeah. We wanna crowdsource it. <laughs> Can it be one of our Kickstarter goals? Yeah, this is the stretch goal. Of money, <laughs> one of the stretch goals will be that we'll we'll create a porn parody. Yeah. If we get if we get fifty if we get fifty million. Sensations after dark. Oh, I like it. Sensations. <laughs> Sensei Shags. Actually, that sounds that sounds more like a martial arts themed porno. <laughs> <laughs> Sensei Shags with a very literal description. 